folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, the Fit and the Fab channel, uh, iHealth Radio, of course, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, new show. Uh, we're going to talk a nice uh, uh, discussion. Today. We're going to have a nice discussion today with my guest. And, uh, you know, I've ha I haven't had one of those before. <laughs> so so I do have someone <laughs> special today with me. You know, I've had a lot of things when it comes to fitness and, you know, different trainers, coaches, and so on and so forth. But we're going to talk about a specific area uh, in this particular world of fitness. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's health, wellness, fitness, they all tie in and we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff with our guest today. Now, uh, you know, uh, you know, you hear me sometimes say, voila, well, today we're going to do the voila method, <laughs> you know? So, and you'll, you'll be seeing it right now with my guest, Joel Crandall. He's an exercise physiologist and he has basically this concept that he created. He represents this. It's his, is his baby. And he's going to share that method with us. Now, um, I have no idea what it is. We're going to talk about it right now. I mean, you can get the hint, exercise, physiologist, you know, all that stuff is going to work in the idea of of working with folks, you know, and training them. But but I'll leave it to them. Joel, welcome to the show, man. Thanks so much, Hurricane. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, dude. You know, it's uh, you know, it's been a minute since we booked this and I'm I know I, I want to just thank, you know, our uh, dear friend. We have a mutual friend, <laughs> you know, uh, Coach Mike, you know, has, yeah. has you know, uh, connected us. So uh, thanking him from this from this platform. And uh, so, Joel, I know you had a great discussion and exchange with him. And he is an awesome host and an awesome guest. I mean, he does a great job, you know, on his, his own shows as well. Uh, and again, by the way, I'm all about supporting, you know, all podcasters and creators out there. Anybody that has, that has a message to present it to people and bring in some value and insights that can help and benefit, you know, that's what we're about. But, but you have a whole new concept. So before, before we go anywhere, can you break down to us, what does an exercise physiologist do? Because uh, people may think physical therapy, some other things, you know, training, whatever, but, but let's break it down from the scientific and the background, of course, of, of Joel, and then we can take it there. Sure. Um, so I'm, um kinesiology which is a study of human movement and then just now we're looking at exercise physiology we're looking at you know like the hormone levels and what happens within the body itself so that's kind of what i work with and what i really do is uh, also i help athletes break every personal record they've ever had any athlete that's come to see me has broken a personal record after they've seen me and i don't train them I don't touch a weight. I don't do anything with them like that. And that's what the Walla method is about. And we'll get further into that as we go along because it's, it's a little hard to explain. It's so simple. It's complicated. Well, we have an hour to do so. <laughs> so we got to, we right. got to, di we got to dissect it into, we got to get a deep dive. You know, we got to cut the anatomy and see what that Walla method looks like. You know, so, so, so again, uh, this is beyond, uh, this is like you helping people kind of basically become better whatever they do mm -hmm. in terms of their training and fitness and ultimately they can achieve things uh, now now just hearing you saying that and like you know i mean anybody watching or listening right now if you're into it you, you want to break that record right you want to be on the next yeah. level and certainly this is definitely something that like eureka moment you know voila we have someone that can help us there <laughs> i'm gonna throw in that, that voila every now and then so <laughs> let's let's i'm, I'm just warning you people. <laughs> You know, so so Joel, so let's let's by your background in terms of your uh, I guess expertise, what what is what is your you know history in terms of like doing this? I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's this is a new thing that you do or you've been doing it since it, you know this yeah, is your basically it, business. 
it's a simple question, but it's a complicated question again, Hurricane, and the <laughs> fact that, you know, I found some old papers and stuff that I had written on an old computer uh, years ago, and I didn't realize I was writing about Voila until I started doing what I do. I'm like, oh, my God, I've been doing this for years. I just didn't know it. So it's been fantastic. So really, you know, Walla has many different layers to it, but the biggest thing that I want to try and get across here is, uh, so everybody talks about the head and the heart. I'm like, those are great. You have to have those in alignment. So what we do with Walla is you got your head, your heart, and your soul, and you will realign those, find out why you love to lift weights again. It's amazing, Hurricane, how many trainers hate working out. They've gotten over it. All right. And, and and they train people all day long and they're like, oh man, do I have time to train myself? Or they're not able to train themselves the way they want to do. So what I do is I get people back into alignment and also figuring out why they love to do what they do. Most people come from a place of anger or I got to prove this person wrong. Nothing wrong with that. It's fine. But it only works to a certain point. If you don't have that passion and that drive, you're not going to get any further because you need that hatred coming at you in order to succeed. And you shouldn't have to have that. You should have that love and that passion behind why you're doing what you do. Well, so, Joel, this is not necessarily just for trainers. I mean, I think that that, that works for everyone. I mean, everybody is at a point or another. Whatever they're doing, they have that that feeling, you know, and, and same. And we, I mean, ideally, we should all be in that moment where we align, you know, everything, mind, body, and soul together. I mean, if we do that, and by the way, it's a topic that comes over and over in most of the shows. Uh, whenever we talk about health and wellness and fitness, somehow these things align. Even when we talk just coaching and and in business and, and, and the live business and type of concepts, same thing comes up again, mind, body, and soul. Now, yeah. now, now, I love what you said, like, you know, trainers, now, now, again, listen. I've trained people, and I've, I've been in martial arts, so I've I've trained people doing that. I've also trained people in general, uh, and, and by the way, not just in the fitness training. I mean, I've also trained in a corporate world. <laughs> you know, I mean, training is training. Like you do it, yeah, and right. sometimes, sometimes, you know, you don't have time for yourself. You know, you got to work a way around that. So, because here's the thing: to be a good trainer, you need to also train yourself and keep yourself mastering whatever the art that you do. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I love that, you know, because this can go deeper, you know, and, and wider than just the context of exercise and fitness, right? Uh, because, yeah. I mean, go ahead. And Sorry. that's why I named it the Voila Method. And since you have a French background, you understand the meaning, right? And there's multiple meanings to what Voila means. So I didn't want Voila to, or what I do to get lumped into a single box. Because everybody likes to jump everything into a box and compartmentalize everything. But, you know, voila is, there it is. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is, there you are. Right? And I take those and I combine them together. Time and place, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> we got to make things happen, right? I mean, it's, it's. I, I love it. Well, you're right. I mean, it's it's a word that is, that is in, there's two components to it. Voir, it comes from C and, and, and V and then la, here, or you. 
you know, uh, so so it can it can be you know uh, interesting. As a matter of fact, a friend of mine just just posted an Instagram post about voila. <laughs> you know, that Is was that funny. Right? I swear to God, she was like, and she's she's a French coach and trainer and stuff. And so so there was a French you know kind of teaching mo moment. Nice. That was that was a quote that was there. So, uh, but, but the irony then, is, I, yeah, the irony is, I took three years of French in junior high and high school, and was horrendous. <laughs> you and you, know, you and a few million people out there, you know, at least in the states, you know, the single, and we we have this this discussion. I had I had the discussion this morning with somebody uh, about the fact that we don't have multiple languages. As a matter of fact, one of our guests also a couple of weeks, like last week, we had the same discussion about how is it that we don't give an importance to a second language in the States, as opposed to if you go to Europe, everybody has a second language plus. I mean, English is almost mandatory across the board. Then everybody yeah. speaks a third or fourth language. Uh, yeah. And then it goes along with in Africa, the Middle East and the, the, the Far East, you name it, they have it in, in the Latin, you know, continent. It's all the yeah. same. Except in the US, you know, we we take these languages because my kids took languages too. And I can tell you, you speak to them like, like I don't remember a thing or maybe a couple of words <laughs> right. because it's not an emphasis. It, it's just like to fill the curriculum and done and, you know, hey, I, you know, I took French. OK, I took Spanish. Great. But right. and by the way, languages and this is not a topic today, but but languages, if you don't practice them, you will lose them. They're somewhere in there. You got to mm -hmm. practice them. You know, I mean, yeah, one language is going to take over the others that there's always going to be that, especially if you don't speak the others. So. Again, yeah. that was just a quick uh, drive on, you know, we just veered <laughs> off for a minute, but you know, it's, it's still, we got plenty of time to, to cover this, but exactly. I think that that's something for people that watch and listening just to get you, you know, I mean, I, I recommend anybody, you know, if you can learn another language, it will only benefit you. Trust me, folks. And that, right, because right, you're getting that mental stimulation too, right? And you're learning something new and most people get excited when they're trying to learn something new. You know, they might get frustrated with it, whether it be guitar or, and that's a whole other language in itself. It is. Right. Any uh, language, actually, code is, is a language. Learn yeah. binary, I don't know, learn coding, right. but. <laughs> and every, every aspect of our life, every uh, thing that we do, you know, trainers have their own language, body workers have their own language. Everybody has their own language, even though we're still speaking, you know, in this case, English, but it's still, it's its own unique language within that subgroup. Yeah. So, so again, let's go. Let's talk about the concept of the alignment of the brain and uh, the mind, the the body and the spirit. How does that work? How do you? I mean, what is your strategy? Like, I, I come to you right now. You know, uh, first of all, who are your clients? I mean, just to, to clarify for people, because they can be a lot as far as I know, at least as as far as I I can see. But like you know, who who are your preferred clients? If if any, I mean, you you refer to like the trainers specifically. Well, I refer to them, but my clients come from all over. Um, I I got the wonderful opportunity to work on my great nephew, who was one day old, and his ankle was cranked off all to the side, and his his foot was purple, almost like the colors. Uh, in your name in the background. And the doctor's like, oh, it's fine. It'll, it'll, it'll correct itself. And I'm like, uh-uh. His ankle's dislocated. So One day. I just had his mother do a quick little correction, and it went click, and he's been fine. We also do it, actually, just this afternoon, worked on a woman. Uh, she had a baby eight months ago, and she's taken a few of my classes that I teach. 
And I said, soon as you get the baby, adjust their sphenobasilar joint, which is deep inside their head, right? Because that's what's getting pushed through the canal and it gets all squished and out of order. The baby doesn't cry. Like it does, it just sleeps. And she's like, this is weird. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's because he's in alignment. We we, we we reset his cranial bones in this case. So now he's not in pain. So he doesn't have to just keep screaming. Oh, that's an interesting thing. I would have never thought about that. <laughs> I mean, really, that, that's, I don't know for, for you folks watching and listening right now. That's, that's the first time I had three kids. And this is the first time I hear about like really fixing. I mean, I get it because the kids, I mean, you can see their, their, their structure is kind of malleable at that age, you know? And so, you know, ultimately there's fixing traditionally his, I can tell you from a cultural perspective, a lot of cultures, they, they bandaid, you know, bandage their heads as babies so they can keep them in a nicer conference as opposed to like, you know, get an oval and uh, that I've seen, you know, now I, that, now I can put one on together. I see why they do it. They kind of align that stuff, you know, but they did it from a cultural piece, not, not from a scientific. So there is some madness to that, I yeah. guess. <laughs> yeah. And what that does is it calms the nervous system down. Right. Interesting. So now they're not have to be in sympathetic distress, right? They come from this warm bath, we'll call it, right? And now all of a sudden they're in the lights and getting slapped on the butt, and, you know, tricking needles. <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean, people do look forward to that scream, right? I mean, that's like signs of sign, sign of life. I mean, we do want to hear that one. first one. Yeah, no, <laughs> but, but certainly you don't want to hear it like, oh no, because it gets a little annoying. I mean, anyone who has been a parent, you know that. First week of, uh, you know, coming from the hospital, there's no sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? maybe now they will. I'll just uh, adjust that spinal basal or joint, get some sleep. <laughs> well, that, that's interesting. So, so basically, I mean, you're really, you're talking about touching physically, you know, these folks and aligning them. I mean, this is, we're not talking in, in a figure of speech. We're talking about physical alignment, <laughs> you know, where yeah. you can, you know, work you know the body from the top to the bottom and you know making it so so let's so again it seems like it's everybody i mean from a baby <laughs> to to an athlete you know to a trainer to anybody oh, that you can work on. Years old, yeah so basically sure. if they can walk and talk you can fix them <laughs> oh they don't need to talk <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, they need to communicate somehow with you <laughs> well, well that's that's the beauty of voila Right. And we were talking a little bit about languages. And that's why actually I really enjoyed it. We talked about languages really quick because I went to Japan. I don't speak the language. Yet I was still able to work on people because voila is a language within itself. Because when I assess people, I don't have to verbally talk out loud. But then once I touch them and make a correction, their whole body feels it and lights up and they just look at me. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're totally communicating. Well, listen, I mean, you don't have to say words to me. If, if you just make me feel better, I mean, we already communicated. We're connected. You're my favorite yeah. person right now. You know, here's the thing, though. Listen to you, and I think everybody watching and listening right now. I mean, you do ask the question, like, I think we all need some alignment because, because I mean, you know, I mean, I've had chiropractors, I've had therapists, and each one of those areas, they do have a piece of, of the, the puzzle to help us 
get better physically. But what you're saying here, it sounds like any any one of us at any given point from the beginning to the end, we're probably going to need somebody to work on our body to to fix some of these defects, I would say. But now these defects are not necessarily from the birth. They could be also from our posture, from our behaviors, from our training, and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. Uh, by the way, I I had a friend we at the gym who was having serious pain problems from the neck. And he's been to, you know, I don't know how many specialists to try to figure out. And they eventually you need surgery and stuff. So, so, so if you don't mind, Joel, let's talk about what are some of the, the things that create these these problems. I mean, obviously, for a baby, we get it. I mean, they're still fresh in this world. I mean, they just need to be because they got a pull, and then people are, are literally just pushing, pulling them out, and you know, there's too many holding, you know. So, and, and at that time, that can happen. But but we all grew up. We fall, we slip, you know, we work out, we do different things, we sleep wrong, you know. Uh, I mean, there's so many things that we can do. I mean, everybody plays some sort of a, a game, you know. And even if today's generation doesn't do a lot of outdoors, at least they're playing games on a chair. Oh, Their yeah. body is also not aligned correctly. So let's talk about, like, the anatomy, really. Like, how do we need to be first? And then, you know, what are some of the, I guess, the spectrum of problems that you see and how can you possibly help people get better with them? Wow, long, a lot of questions you left that wide open for me. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's your show, dude. I just, I just lined it up, open ended. So let's, let's just give it to them. <laughs> we want to learn here. <laughs> yeah. So um, we we talk in voila about getting the body back in balance or back in harmony. So, but back in balance doesn't mean perfectly straight. It's almost like a Jenga, right? You're gonna have a little piece off here. You're gonna have another piece off to here that counterbalances it. But what I do, so not all my corrections where I'm helping people, we call them corrections, uh, are physical. I had a woman come to me with a frozen shoulder, and I talked to her for an hour. Never touched her shoulder. All we did was talk. I'm like, by the way, um, can you raise your arm up over your head? And she went, what the hell? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, I had one of those and it was like, I couldn't go beyond this. Yeah. And I, and I thought it was like, you know, the rotator cuff and everything. And then I went to a doctor, mm -hmm. they did the whole work. And eventually it was just a frozen shoulder and I had to really do the, the therapy to keep it going up and stuff. And, you know, yeah. but, 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 but I had to do the exercise. You just talked to this lady, <laughs> you know, cause it was mental probably. So that's, that's it probably it. Yeah. It, it was and it, right. And that's more the emotional and the spiritual aspects and, and combining those physically it was okay. She was limiting how it was going to move. So that's why uh, it's it's unique, I think, in what I do. Some corrections are physical, and, and those are, to me, the easy ones. Uh, and those come from what we call a direct force trauma, you know, uh, some sort of injury or lifting a weight or falling off your bike or a car accident, something like that. But car accidents are a little more complicated. Because then you also have the emotional aspects of them getting back into a car again. So, like, I had a client, she's like, I remember everything you say until I get into the car. I'm like, oh, we have to work on your trauma in the car. So, it's, it, it's fascinating with that. And then the third part, right, the, the, the spiritual part in what I do is I find when that person lost their wings is what we call it, right? Because we're the pure, like the babies are pure. But then something happens, like especially us boys, right? We go running off of a roof and realize, oh, I can't fly. 
<laughs> you know, so I have a story about that too. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, true, uh, hold on, uh, true story. I mean, when we were kids, a friend of mine, we we actually, people are gonna probably like this dude is crazy. We were kids, and so there was this little building, and there was a grass piece that that's that's outside, and the building was maybe like maybe like four feet, five feet up, and we would go on the roof of this building and jump. In, into this this grass piece it was just like and you know there was a cartoon so we were trying to be like right. the cartoon and so this dude actually you know went over he fell while he was talking he cut his tongue in two pieces and he, he literally we had to take him to the hospital to stitch it up uh, and 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 i'm telling you, so so talking about you know kids with wings i mean we thought we did have wings yeah. it didn't work out well for us you know at least <laughs> for one of us so i mean it's amazing how People have these problems sometimes because we have these person. I can tell you, I used to think about like I can do it. Like you know, your your mind says like I, you can probably jump that that far. No, you can't. Your gravity is gonna pull you right down. <laughs> uh, so so well, I, you I, it, yeah. it feels great. <laughs> I'm sorry. When what? When you make it, it feels great. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know if across Saturday. I mean, we all have limitations of how far can we can go in the air, right? You know, yeah. but 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 I, you know, Joel. One thing is is that you said is, I mean, really, you 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 you're referring to the power of the mind. I mean, we 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 hear about placebo effect, right? You know, uh, where people are told stories that they don't exist and they accept them because they believe in mm. something. In this case, I mean, especially in the medical field, I mean, you you do a placebo test and people think like I cured, but they really got cells selling, you know, in their blood, but they think they cured because the mind makes it, you know, real. And that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, some people have no problematic physical problems, but they have a mental blockage and whatever. And then they tell themselves that I can't move. And then ultimately, subconsciously, they're, they're stopped. And I've seen that through hypnosis. I've seen hypnosis doing what you just said, where you talk to someone, you hypnotize them, and they do things that they did not think were possible. <laughs> you know. And I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, I was skeptical, and I've seen it enough to know, and I even got, got myself hypnotized a few times, so I know I believe in these things and they do. It's real. It's not a fake folks. This is not a two yeah. people talking about some woo hoo, you know, voodoo business. It's really yeah. stuff. It's voila. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what I've learned is most people's pain, whether it be physical or emotional, mainly more emotional is they veer off of their soul path. And all you have to do is course, correct them back to their soul path, find that passion again within themselves and, and and it's a really sad thing uh hurricanes it's how many people you know i've been doing this for so long how many people have lost like oh uh, i i don't know how to be happy anymore i don't know what brings me joy like those are really complicated questions for them but, but once they discover it they feel it and, and all of a sudden you just watch their posture change right in front of your eyes and we haven't done any postural exercises whatsoever, yet now they're standing upright. You know, I worked on this chiropractor. He was probably about my height. And I had to make a correction. Actually, it was to his uh, sphenobasilar joint, so his head. And I literally, my hands started raising up. And I had to go up on my tippy toes to complete the correction. He was like six foot five when we finished. And about three weeks later, or three months later, he's like, Joel, he goes, um, I haven't had to go to my chiropractor. I'm like, I know. 
So here's a chiropractor that no longer had to go see his chiropractor to get fixed. It's fascinating. Uh, yeah. It is. I mean, well, first of all, I, I love the description. I mean, he looked, you know, shorter than what he was because of the way he was, I guess, you know, positioned. And as you were opening him up, you know, he just basically extended to his ability, right? His ability, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, you know, for it's hard. Like we're talking about it. Like, like I'm trying to visualize the work here because, because you're you're right. There's a mental aspect of everything. And by the mm -hmm. way, that mental aspect works reverse because if you have pain, you know, you can really get debilitated, you know, with it because you feel that oh my pain, my pain, my pain. And the more you're gonna think about it, it's just gonna be worse. Or you can just like there is no pain, or at least you're gonna force your body to almost ignore it, and it does work. To a degree, it does dissipate some of the pain. Nope, I use totally that. Right. Well, I mean, until it, I mean, there's a point, there's a threshold where you can. I mean, your body is going to just right. no. You need to do something, right? But but right. there is a level. That's what we sometimes some people have a higher threshold for pain than others because they can control a, a level of acceptance, than some don't. And you know, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just it's just what it is. That's actually a physiological response of the body, right? It's called the gate theory. Right. So the, the, your sensory receptors be sending messages to the brain, but they don't go directly to the brain. They go to the gatekeeper first and the gatekeeper goes, ah, you can handle it. We don't need we don't need to you know, contact the big guy. He's busy <laughs> until it hits that threshold. Right. Or, you know, the water over the dam. And now the message gets to the brain and brings up, oh, I just got to do this. But, but it, yeah. it's real. I mean, again, I yeah, I, I experienced that. You know, like I go through a lot of pain sometimes, and especially when when you you fight and you work out and do things. I mean, anyone who's training somewhere somewhere, they have pain, and you know, it's just the level you know of how they take it. I mean, I I've they used to make fun of me in my class, you know, because when we we would train and I I'm like thrown or whatever, or like I'm being locked or whatever, and it's painful, right? Or the mm -hmm. joints are being manipulated and it's very painful. I laugh as opposed to like, you know, screaming. I just laugh. That's oh, okay. my scream. Right. right. And it, it works for me laughing at that time, almost like it takes away from that, you know, excruciating pain. I mean, the pain yeah. is there, but that's just my reaction to it. You right. know, I, I, I kind of changed my way of like, most people, oh my God, oh, it hurts. I just start cracking up. And like, I'm the only one who cracks up when you <laughs> can hurt. Yeah. But, but well, you know, well, it, it's just a, it's a different uh, way of, uh, of the fight and flight response. Right. Most people do. Right. They're going to scream out in pain. But a yawn could be that or laughter. It's the same thing. It's just a different way of expressing it. Yeah. yeah but but again, it's not really your typical response. I mean, most people have right. one way of responding. Like we all know, like pain. Oh, my God, you scream. You know, yeah. pain. I laugh it out. I mean, I'm I'm like literally, I go hysterical. You know, with laughing, but because that's my pain, I'm just laughing it out. <laughs> but 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 it's all the mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just it, right? That's the beauty of it, right? Is you're you're taking that and you're flipping into laughter, and laughter is a healing medicine in itself. Works. Right? <laughs> yeah. At least for me, it works. <laughs> yeah. It's you better know. than the alternative, right? <laughs> I mean, listen, yeah. the pain and the pain is limited. Obviously, you know, when you're training, you know, you have that moment and then everything is relaxed and, you know, you go back. But but at that moment, it does help you kind of take away, you know, that, that, sure. that negativity because you don't want to. Oh, because if you are upset, if you get into so much pain, you get upset, then your reaction becomes negative. Yeah. It just that's just 
again, that's a technique I use on my own. You know, what yeah. I taught it to me, I just kind of figured a way out. You know, that was yeah. my way out. But it's it's related well, to what you just said. Yeah, but what's interesting too, her her game is everybody thinks that you have to hurt after you work out, and you don't. So we've had voila practitioners set up at marathons, and they'll set up at the end, and people will come hobbling over to their tent, and and you know they'll uh, use the voila method to work on them, do some physical corrections, and the person walks to the car like they never ran a marathon, and <laughs> and and you don't get sore. You got the magic touch, man. <laughs> you know, it's just <laughs> it's just a different way of looking at the body and 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 how to get it back again. Uh, I had a a friend, good friend of mine. Uh, he's a personal trainer, and you know he's telling me he's like, "Oh, I've been to see all the best doctors up and down the East Coast for my back, and nothing has hurt. Uh, nothing has worked. I, I, you know, seen you know all these different kinds of therapists." So he's at my seminar. And his buddy's like, hey, if you can fix my buddy, we'll buy into this stuff. I'm like, well, then man up and come on up for a demo. All right, I just throw it right back <laughs> at him, right? Nice challenge. <laughs> yeah, you're going to challenge me, I'm going to challenge you back. Hey, listen. <laughs> in a nice way. So we, we, we get to where I'm covering back pain. So he comes waddling up. I mean, he can barely walk. He comes, he's, his gait pattern is all like a waddle. Comes up. I run my voila assessment, which uh, we'll, we'll get into in a little bit of like what I'm looking for. And I go, oh, I just have to make a correction to your nose. He's like, what? Oh, God. I go, yeah, I got to make a correction <laughs> to your nose. So I reach up and I make the correction to his nose. And he starts giggling. Right? He's just probably related to you. right? <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? He goes, I feel stoned. Like, yeah, you're finally getting oxygen. Right? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so he was he was not getting enough breathing contact. The breathing is shortened. Right. Which was affecting his intrinsic core, which was affecting his back pain. He walked back to his desk like a human being. Who I knew? go, guys, you, you've been up and down the east coast. This is the hardest case you gave me. Give me a break. <laughs> That's amazing, though. I mean, I, listen, I mean, folks, you're watching and listening right now. Just probably like just open your eyes bigger because I mean, who would have thought that you will align a nose and then, you know, you, you're going to be different because you're oxygenating better. That's not something you think about. I mean, I I don't think we're walking like maybe there's a problem with my my breathing now or stuff right. because we don't know. I mean, ultimately, right. like I said, we have not had one of you before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm not even sure if, I mean, are there a lot of you out there? And I mean, besides your method, but people that do the work you do. I've had people come up to me and say they do the work that I do, or they'll say, oh, whoever comes to see me, like, oh, I have a friend that does what you do. And then when I get done, they're like, uh, no, my friend doesn't do anything like you do. <laughs> this is pretty unique, uh, uh, what I'm doing here. Uh, just it, looking it, at the body but, but it's your concept, right? I mean, but but the base of education of it or the base of training on it, it's something that's available. But your style is different. Your approach is different. Am I getting that right? Um, so if, if you, I'd like, I think we'll go back to the nose to, so go for physiologically, <laughs> yes, it helped him breathe better. 
But really what I was doing was affecting his diaphragm that runs like the Mohawk. It's called the faux cerebri in, inside your skull. And it separates your left and your right brain. And a lot, not many very, not very many people know about this diaphragm that's inside your head. And so that's what actually, by moving his nose, I was affecting that diaphragm in his head. <laughs> so, so, but, but again, that, 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 that's the question I have is, you know, I'm sure like you talk to a doctor, they, they probably know that that exists. They don't. No, I have a great story about that. <laughs> Please share. Because <laughs> I, I, the reason I'm asking because I know someone's watching. Like, what are you talking about, Joe? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you know? I mean, it is unique. I mean, you, this this is this is the first time. Like, I'm hearing something of of what you're stating, right? So, so yeah, yeah. Please, the story, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so I played football in college, and we had this one kid on the team who was super smart, and he was also in the athletic training field. And so we got together uh, for 88, our un undefeated football season. So we all got together for the 30th anniversary of it. And so he walked in. I was so excited to see him. I hadn't seen him in probably 30 years. And I'm like, being, you know, being a smart ass, I was like, hey, are you a doctor yet? And he goes, as a matter of fact, I am. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's great. I go, what, what are you, you know, working on? What are you studying? What area? He goes, uh, the brain and brain injuries. I'm like, oh, fantastic. So, yeah, you got the sphenobasilar joint and you have the occiput to the sphenobasilar joint. And it goes like that. He goes, Joe, 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 stop. I have no idea what you're talking about. And then he goes, Joe, I'm going to be honest with you. The research and the studies that we have been doing to help people with brain injuries isn't working. And I go, I know. And I can tell you why. It's because you have to get this phenobasilar joint functioning again, and then you can do what you do. But you have to get this functioning first. And most people, this doesn't function. And what stops it from functioning? Many different things. So we're going back to your original question. So it could be a, a physical trauma. It could be you know, maybe there's a, a bone that's out of alignment. Uh, it could be anywhere in the body. You never know where it is that could be affecting this movement. Uh, your eyes could be off uh, as far as your vision. Uh, also, how you perceive information or what you're seeing and also what your perception of what you're seeing affects this. So this is like the gyroscope, which is basically what flies the plane is the gyroscope. That's how they figure mm -hmm. out where they're going. Well, we have one inside our head. And that's what, and so that's mainly what I work with, but I work with other joints in the body as well. But this is the most important one for that very fact is now you get the sympathetic uh, nervous system to calm down. You get them out of that fight and flight. Now the body can rest and digest and heal. Right. That's always my first question after I work on somebody. How did you sleep? It's all I care about. How did you sleep after I worked on you? And most people have to, have had the most deep sleep they've ever had. So you're bringing them back into that, again, going back to that soul level, you're, you're bringing them back and you're showing them what peace is. Because no one knows what that is. They talk about it, but they've never felt it. They don't know what it is to be in that safe space. And what's really interesting with that hurricane, that scares some people. 
for some what reason, is scary. <laughs> scares people. Yeah. <laughs> so why is it scary for you? <laughs> well, no, no. I'm saying, well, think about it, right? You, you live your life not feeling it, not knowing. You talk about it, as you said, but, but here you touch them and they have this whole new experience. I mean, right. you know, some people may say, again, it's magic. It's something different. It's not science, right? You know, I mean, you, people believe whatever they want to believe, right? Mm -hmm. But the minute that it becomes kind of like, I've been all over the place and no one was able to fix me. And you just did the magic touch. And then like all of a sudden I can sleep. I, I have no pain. I can breathe better. I'm walking like, you know, I'm 20 years old. You know, that, that can make a, a very different story on people's mind. I mean, it can throw a little bit of a, you know, a flip on somebody quickly. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It disrupts them a little bit. And that's why I get a lot of uh, pushback from like people in the body working world or, or trainers. Um, it's almost, I don't know. Train trainers typically get threatened. I'm like, dude, I'm not. I'm not even interested in training your client. Uh, you, you you do that aspect. I'm just going to get them back into a space where you can train them again, right? And I'm going to increase their performance. You go ahead and do all the exercises you want. Just realize most of the exercises that you're giving this person is making them in pain. And I'll tell them which ones are doing that for their client. Ooh, that, that's why they don't like. <laughs> yeah, so you're pointing out everything that they're doing that is off. Well, so that's 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 an important question, uh, because you know I have to say I mean I've I've been in training you know and in gyms and I mean literally since I was a kid I've been in in gyms, and whether it's just weight gyms and things or even like the martial arts, but there's different schools of thoughts and different and today i mean even in you know in the states and in different modalities of working out and i've had so many coaches and fitness uh systems you know on interviews and you know there's different certifications there's different this there's different that, and everybody's got you talk to one person they say this works you talk to another one this this works everybody knows that their stuff is what works yet i mean these are all different ways of doing things but we can all be making mistakes and, you know, when you point the finger and you say, like, well, this is what's causing this. Oh, it can't be. I mean, that's sometimes how we react. I mean, that's just natural response. Well, that, that, that but that's not what I'm doing. I'm not pointing the finger because I don't know. Until... No, that, but, but they perceive it. <laughs> right. But what I do is I tell them the why. And, and so when someone says, hey, can I go back into working out? Well, that's too general a question for me. I need to know. What is it that you're going to do for your workout? I need to know what exercises you're going to do for the workout. And I'll say, nope, you can't do that one. Yes, you can do that one, but you got to wait three days. Uh, this one here, you can't do for about two weeks. So this is what I do because you, you wait for the body to get ready for to do that movement again. Right. And so when people uh, like body workers or trainers, whatever, like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do this because this is what works. I don't do that at all. Someone comes to me and like, can you help me? I say, I don't know. But I would love to find out what is going on. Right. So I come from this place of curiosity. I never tell the client what's going on with them until I'm done working on them. And then I can find the one or two or three things that are affecting their alignment mentally, physically, and spiritually. So now I know you mentioned assessment. Mm -hmm. right? So you, you meet with someone. You obviously have a series of questions you asked. You kind of determine like what exercise they do, uh, what movements, what tools they use. I mean, using dumbbells versus, for example, a machine could be a different thing, right? 
can do different things. And even a different trainer can do something different for you or or show you a movement. I mean, and we see this all the time. Like some people say, you don't do this. Some people do that. And you'll have two different versions of the same thing. And sometimes they're both correct, but we just don't know what the aftermath of that, you know, that movement and whether it's going to have a negative impact eventually on your movement or pain, whatever. And that's exactly what's happening. I mean, I've seen, you know, trainers, you know, doing things wrong personally. Well, yeah. And, but, but, <laughs> You know, they know better. I mean, they're certified. That's what they do. You know, who am I to tell them? You know, uh, you know, again, I got old enough to realize that sometimes you just let it be. <laughs> you don't argue, <laughs> you know, I mean, if I can give advice, I give it, you know, I'm not, you know, again, you have enough experience, but you're not an expert, you know, in terms of what people are looking for. They want today. They talk to you. What kind of certificate do you have? What kind of school did you go to? You know, what makes you the expert on this? Those are the things. And, and that's really, you know, where it gets that line. I don't cross. But but really, I've seen that happen when you know that this is not going to do. And especially at the gym, you see people doing some movement. Bro, you're hurting yourself. But but you can't, you, you tell them now and they look at you like, you don't look yeah. that big, you know, for me. Yeah. Like, you know, so they, they evaluate you differently. I'm like, listen, I had my share of years of training. You know what? I'm still making it slowly. But I want to make that 80 with less problems. <laughs> you know, right, but, right. but, you know, good luck, man. You know, have fun. By the, yeah. the 30 years mark, you know, if you're still feeling good, that's great. But but the way it looks now, it's not going to be good <laughs> in time. That, that joint's not going to make it. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Joints are, are, are probably one of the worst places when you have pain. I mean, and, and by the way, we hear this all the time, uh, you know, as jokes, like, you know, as you get in age, you know, aches and pains from all of all your joints are kind of like saying something to you. And that's, that comes from your history. Whatever you started doing early on yeah. is going to be a problem in our arts. Like for example, martial arts, we manipulate the joints. I mean, that's how you mm -hmm. control people. I mean, yeah. you, you twist those joints, you know, where they, they really become like, oops. Right. So your body yeah. is like reacting and that's what you do. And, and, and you that's an impact. Yeah, you just nailed it. The joint tells you the story. So after I work on somebody, I can recreate and go, oh, you were in this position when you got hurt. And they're like, how did you know that? I go, your body, your joints, like you just said, tells me the story. That's all I have to do is listen to what the well, joints are saying. I think if I'm in front of you, you're probably going to find a whole book. <laughs> you know, I've got to write a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you ever become a champion? Uh, no, no, that was not my, that's right. not my route. Yeah. No, the, the, and, and that's okay. I, I, that's not my point. My point here is we're talking about peace and knowing what peace feels like. Right. And this isn't a bag on you at all, but it's like, you don't know what a, being a champion is like either. Right. It's just, it's, I'm just giving a, a clarification, a, a, a parallel, so to say. Right, not most of us not are not amazing. <laughs> most of us right. are not. Right? Right. You know, there's yeah. only a few champions out there. We know them. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. And it's a be real, field, right? But uh, but to stay in that martial arts aspect is that's you know I'm not comparing myself to Bruce Lee, but it's like it's like have no form, sorry, right? Because if I know what form you're doing, I know exactly what to do to counter it. But if you Right. It's, it's, it's the what it ends up hurting you is the one you don't see. Right. The one you're not expecting. Right. So in the martial arts world, it's kind of the way you look at it. So if you keep seeing the nail, you're going to hit it with a hammer until you realize there's another way to put the nail in without a hammer.
So that's kind of what I do. Well, well, again, I mean, it's it's so intriguing. I mean, your work because you know it's not chiropractic work. You know, you're not manipulating the spine and and the stuff. You work in the joints. And again, I, I again in therapy they do all those movements like you know body movements or like limb movements and things. You know, to re you know, but what are you talking about is a complete different approach. I mean, first of all, the mental piece. I mean, there are people that go to therapists because a lot of people sometimes they have they have the physical, I guess. Um, uh, looks and feels of a problem, a medical problem or condition, mm-hmm. but really there is no actual physical medical condition. It's all mental. And that's been proven. I mean, we hear stories and we know of these stories that are real, where people were only once they get to the mental status, you know, and they fix that, and then the pain goes. And you just do that. So you combine that concept in your method. So the first thing yeah. is you, you assess, I walk to you, you ask questions, you look at certain things specifically, do you actually yeah, touch the, the person? So what I look at is are the keystones in the body. That's the biggest thing I look at. And so the, we have different keystones in different areas of body. Like we have one in our head. We have one in our chest. We have one in our pelvis. And we have one in our feet. We have some. We have one in our wrists. So what I do is instead of talking to the, we, I call them worker bees, the muscles, they really don't give you a whole lot of information, right? If I want real good information, I'm going to go to somebody that's really good. That's the boss, right? So if I want to learn about your martial art, I'm not going to go read in a book about martial arts. No, I'm going to come talk to Hurricane. I'm like, hey, Hurricane, can you show me this? Well, that's what I do is I work with the bosses, the boss joints per se that we have. And they're literally in each zone of our body. And you just realign those. Some people like to call it magic, but magic usually doesn't last very long. And I show where my clients four months later, they're still having no pain. Like I have a picture of my dad, his hand is all swollen from arthritis. I spent like 30 seconds and I made a little correction to his joint. I got to meet up with him four months later and his joint looks totally fine still. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, you, it sounds exciting. People watching right now, they, they, they want to talk to you, man. Cause you know, you got, you got the touch, man. You know, you touch them and it's, it's, it's gone. Uh, but, but, but again, this is not magic as, you know, as a joke, no. it's real. Uh, you know, by the way, like what you said about the joints and like the different levels that we have, I mean, I never thought that we might have, you know, what you're talking about something in the head. I mean, like, you know, who, who we think the head is a bone and there's some chewy matter in there. That's it. You know, and you have some, some veins, some neurons. That's what we think about a brain, right? Uh, you know, right. you don't think there's some joint business that is working magic there. You talked about the nose, uh, the nose and, and how it connected to the brain. I mean, I know there is, there's a whole, what is it, chiasma, whatever I forgot the name is, which is. Oh, the optic chiasm. Yeah. The chiasma. Yeah. Good. Right. Good. So those, those, yeah, that, that's, that just my, that tells you that my biology was in French. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so chiasma, chiasma, we, we call it chiasma, but, but that was it. So those are the, those exchanges, like where everything gets yeah. behind the nose and that's where it crosses to the hemispheres. So I, I remember those, but, but joints, I, don't, I mean, I, you know, I know joints are in my hands, my legs, you know, maybe the hips. Right. You know, we hear those like hip, my hip joints, you know, my knees. But but you don't know like there's more to this. And and your chest, I mean, <laughs> you know, you don't think that. I mean, we have a diaphragm here. I, I get it. That's the right. separation. But 
but like you, you're talking about stuff that, you know, and uh, anatomically speaking, is is there. We just don't pay mind to it, and we definitely don't associate pain to it. I think that's right. really the problem, because we right. think pain is is the bones, is you know, the 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 muscles aching, tears, and this and the other, but not right. really, you know. So so inflammation, does mm -hmm. that affect really? That's that's really one of the indicators. So. Did you mention that, you know, at least in the example yeah, of arthritis? Yeah, so inflammation is just a symptom, right? Something caused that inflammation to happen. So what I look for is what caused that inflammation to happen. I'll address that, and then the inflammation is gone. You trace it back, basically. So I come to you, you see something that doesn't look good. So I'm going to give you an example. I mean, you know, like there is that, I forgot the name of it now, uh, heel pain, that those needles in the heels. Um, oh, the dry needling? Oh, there's the... the I or forgot the, the medical... No, 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 not the needling, not the, oh. the acupuncture. I mean, there's like, you know, a, an actual uh, diagnosis for people that stand a lot. Or oh, the PRP exercise. injections? No, no, just like, you know, yeah. you know how the foot, the, 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 the foot, the heel of the foot, you know, there's yeah. sometimes people with pain, they can't walk because they have... Oh, the plantar fasciitis, sorry. That's it, that's it, plantar yeah. that's the That's the term <laughs> I was, you know, that's the term I was looking So, So that's actually uh, supposed to be uh, an inflammation. But but the source of it, you know, um, again, see, that's that's exactly, you know, where we, we are all confused. I mean, you you don't, we don't know. I mean, majority of us don't have an idea. We just hear, like, you go to the doctor, they tell you you have this. But mm -hmm. that, that that's that's the other thing that I think that is a, a challenge for us today is that you have a diagnosis, but you want to go to the source of where that problem is. I mean, the diagnosis only tell you what you have. How did it get there? I mean, it's exactly. like you have diabetes. Okay, well, <laughs> what happened to get to diabetes? Right? We did right. a lot of bad things. You know, is your pancreas, you know, working? Uh, you are getting a lot of sugars. Is, is it, you know, uh, inherited? Right. All these things. Uh, is Absolutely. your lifestyle bad? You know, and that's just an example, but same thing. Like everything that that we do will lead to a certain problem and a diagnosis. But yeah. we just need to the root cause. Root cause analysis basically is giving us the the facts, and then we can do this. That's what Absolutely. you do. Um, but but really, so so you have inflammation. You see it, or at least someone refers to an inflammation. They come to you. Then you know you you have this part, this part, the other part. I mean, there's three, four part you know of the body that you're gonna go and and work on that's going to take away that particular pain from that area. So basically, if it's face-wise, facial, it's the head. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'm really going to use your line. Uh, so uh, I'm going to ask you for permission to use your line, that the joints talk to you. The joints tell you the No, story. please feel free, man. <laughs> right? Because I, like, I, I had this other a good friend of mine. Uh, she was having arthritis uh, in her hands. And it kind of came on uh, suddenly. So she's going to her doctor and uh, they're doing all the rheumatology tests. They're doing all the blood work and the blood work's coming back negative. So the doctor's confused. Like you have rheumatoid arthritis, yet it's blood work's coming back saying, no, you don't have rheumatoid arthritis, but yet I can see it. So I'm like, can you come and see me? I just, I'm curious about something. I want to just see if it, if it works. So she comes over and I look for the, again, the root cause her mother fell leaving her house on, I can't remember if it was new year's Eve or Christmas Eve a few years ago and broke her arm. Well, the daughter was feeling bad for her mom 
that wasn't able to do everything. So she started taking on all of mom's emotions. So again, I just talked with her. Two days later, she sends me a message. She goes, I, I don't know. I don't know what you did, but my arthritis is gone. <laughs> But that's an interesting, you know, thing that that she, by default, because of she felt as at fault, you know, she basically took the burden exactly. of that. That that was her way of dealing with reacting to the not helping or not being able to help. You I know, want to talk to you every day because, man, you've just put that in such simple English. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm a simple man, man. I, I just, I, I got to break it down for my dummy it down, you know, keep it like, I like kiss. <laughs> keep that it was, super simple. That, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 but really, I mean, again, this goes back to we humans are such a phenomenal creation. And we, we always like, when you talk science, sometimes science may not have all the answers. Science is one big piece, but there is some things that are beyond. I mean, there is the spiritual realm, of, you know, as one, and that that affects. There is the mental piece, which is, again, that's the other part. So there is the physical, there is the mental, there is the spiritual. All these things connected make who we really are. One can affect the other. I mean, you can be good spiritually, and you can, you know, literally, forget all your pains. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, you have people who have so much faith. You know, I, I'm talking in the religion concept mm -hmm. and you, they, everything they can endure. They have no, nothing scares them. No pain can actually take care, you know, take, take care, mm -hmm. take, you know, a, a piece at them. As an example, but, but the mental effect, I mean, this is not even her trauma. It's somebody else's trauma, but because that's she was right. involved in it, it became her problem. And that's, that's the thing. Like we, and that's energy too. I mean, we're talking about yeah. just stuff that is weird, but but energy. If I come to you a gloomy and I get you know all kind of like mushy, bad, you know, spiritual, physical, mental stress on you and dump. I mean, we hear this like someone comes to you and they become like completely nagging and negative. You just become like them. You become also nagging and stuff. It affects you. You can, or you can, I mean, you, can. you could, or obviously. you can interrupt it. Right. And that's what well, I can, try to do is interrupt it. <laughs> no, well, interrupt or even you can you can switch it. If your energy is stronger, I mean this is like you know, those those phase like the laser beams like you know, bashing each other. Who's gonna get to the other right. side? You know, like the Iron right. Man business. <laughs> right. But <laughs> which, it takes which a, and it takes a lot of energy to change it sometimes, so it's exhausting. So we just move away from it, right? So we don't have to deal with it. But if it's someone that you really love and you care about, you're gonna do what you can to help them. You know, I, I call it flipping or rotating their their energy around. Give them a different uh, view, a different perspective to see if they can relate to it or not. Well, well, Joe, so so really, essentially, your work is someone has any problem physical, you will assess them, you will talk to them, you will assess their mental abilities and what not abilities but mental acceptance of things, and 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 if there is. There's that, and you can discover it there that ends the concept because typically that's where to start. And then, of course, if it's not, then you touch the physical aspect of it, and then you you interrupt whatever that that stressor to that that creates the pain, and then basically you make sure that they have their wings back. <laughs> you know, as as you said, they can fly. <laughs> that's a summary right there. <laughs> no, I, again, I might get in. I might get in the the actual method itself. As yeah. is. Now, I'm sure there's tools that you use. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, is it just question and answer? Is it like, a, yeah. like an assessment, a physical survey type of thing that people do? 
So it goes back to uh, what you said earlier about science. All science is is asking the right question. Right? If you're not asking the right question, you're really not doing science. I mean, you're doing science, but you're not doing full science, right? So, and that's what what I found out is like each level that I teach is about getting better and asking the question or asking the right question for that particular issue. So that's why when people come to me, I try, I'm like, you bring in your list, uh, you know, and I'll have laundry lists come in and I'll look at it. I'm like, okay, now tell me your story and I'll listen to that. And then I'll start finding parallels because I, I listen for parallels. I'm like, oh, well, that's connected to this, and this is connected to that. Oh, I just need to take care of this. And then everything goes away. So it's just listening to the – because everybody does it, right? We all have experiences, and then we have another experience that's very similar, but they're not putting it together that they're paralleling each other. So you just put all those – I kind of you can stack them up and go, oh, that's why you do this. And then we just go back to that spot, find out, you know, why they did it. And, and you know, let, let's be honest, hurricanes, sometimes it's can be quite traumatic. And, and you're not going to get rid of it like that, right? Um, I'm, I'm having such a great time talking with you. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer and tell a sad story here. But no, some, people have been, yeah. so, some people have been through the ringer. We'll just put it that way. You know, stuff that you and I, you know, maybe we could, but we don't, we haven't had that experience. And we probably feel, I I can't speak for you, but myself, you you feel that people shouldn't probably have to have had that experience, but they have. I'm I'm trying to be gentle in in what I'm saying here, because I don't want to trigger anybody. Um, But it's been a, a really rough life and they've never had a childhood. So now, right, because we, we were talking about joy earlier and, and and not being able to connect to joy, well, they've never had it in their life because something traumatic happened to them at such an early and young age that it was you know unspeakable that we were not going to talk about. And it just, that's all they know. So that's the world, that's the realm they live in, and that's how they see the whole world as a manipulation, we'll put it that way. But, but yeah. Joe, thank you. And and by the way, that's a fact. I mean, everybody, no one knows what everybody else is going through except yeah. those people. I mean, everybody's got some story in their life. You know, mm-hmm. some of us are maybe different than the others, but everybody's got some level of trauma that we've experienced throughout the course of our lives. I mean, depends how long you live. I mean, you have to go through some. I mean, even the fact that, for example, a general trauma that everybody experienced was the pandemic. And as, as it sounds, yeah. I mean, we all had it. We all experienced it differently, but we all were in it. No one can say mm-hmm. I didn't. Unless you were born <laughs> after 2021, you know, you were you you existed in in and you probably were conceived with it. You know, the twenty twenty. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so somehow you're still a man, you're still subjected to it. But but the fact is, you know, it has it has been real, it, and it we affect it affected everybody. But everybody is different. Different countries had it different. Different states had it different. Different cities, different you know, socioeconomics had it different. Yeah. And depending on where you stand in terms of your your own, I guess upbringing, the experience would have been different. And 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 by the way, you're right. Some some folks may have a very difficult childhood because of 
abused because of a lot of things and it is very real folks it's not a joke we know these yeah. stories whatever whatever is out there you see in the movies and i'm just going to refer to the movies or the news it's real i mean the movies are fun dramatic stuff but they have a lot of true factual stuff that's behind in these yeah. stories and sometimes they yeah. depict you know the reality of things it happens people see i mean we have wars for example they see a lot of you see a lot of bad stuff happening I mean, we're going, we're seeing two wars running right now in the world right, and we see right. atrocities, you know, and, and people that at the end of the day that if you see, if you've ever seen an accident, forget the war. If you see an accident, that picture stays with you. I don't know if ever someone's yeah. seen someone hit hard or like, you know, having a bad, you know, fall or something. It stays in your mind. Yeah. You, you, you plug it in someone, you close it in a locker somewhere, but it's there with you. That's always there. And before you know it, you see some situation, you are more aware because you've seen that experience. You know, if you fall once, you're going to be very careful about where you fell and how you're going to walk again. And that just, just to simplify it, but but there are extreme levels of this. And you're right, that yeah. impacts every single aspect of your life, how you behave, how you talk to people, how you react, and how you're taking it within your body. Because I think your body is going to be the actual canvas <laughs> that you're going to work on. And it's, 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 we do this to ourselves all the time. Yeah. I just fascinating thing happened since, since you, uh, you, you brought up war. Um, Cause in Lebanon, what was it? Uh, it was a, two years ago when they had the explosion at the manure oh, yes. factory or whatever. That was crazy. Yeah. Well, I happened to uh, have a, a person that contacted me after that, that they were starting to feel pain. And they they grew up in Lebanon. So and, and I think they grew up in the 90s when there was a war. Mm -hmm. And I think she was maybe six years old. And she remembers being so scared that she broke out into hives. So here we are now, you know, however many years later, had the explosion there again, and she contacts me. And so we start working, and I find out that, you know, at six years old, the fears and all this, and, and that's what we're working through. The next day, I contact her. I'm like, you know, how did you sleep? She's like, I think I'm doing better, but I broke out in hives again. It was that we brought up all that emotion of when she was sixth. Uh, we didn't mean to do that, but that's just what happened. That was her body's reaction. It went back, and that, but that helped her healing because she she went through that process. But now, as an adult, so she could process those feelings. Is that? Yeah. I mean, again, there's it's the subconscious. It is. I mean, yeah. you see, we talk about the consciousness, you know, or the, the the conscious part of our brains and and abilities, but subconscious. And by the way, when I I had shows about hypnotherapy, and I'll, I think. If I'm not mistaken, a, a majority of our stuff is in the subconscious. Like more than 80% of something happens there as opposed to, to to what we know. And so all these things are basically they're absorbed and we choose to put them away and put them in compartments and, and departments and lock them away, whatever storage, you know, yeah. you know, areas. But then if at the first sight of something, you it goes right back to that 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 first event or tragedy. And that's the thing, like when People, for example, that come from like the soldiers that come from from you know war zones and and they have PTSD and stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, we had a few talks about that. Uh, you know, they experience those things. I mean, they hear something as simple as 
you know firecracker and now they they're thinking that it's it's war it's like you know they they react to it and it yeah. could be you know it could be a whistle for whatever it is it meant mm-hmm. something to them it could be any noise i mean it creates that like fear factor and then it just jumps right off and let you get rid of it it's not going anywhere so and then it does affect like your body because again you know, you you might be reacting to it. You might even be moving the wrong way because you try to, you know, to keep a, a certain position, whatever it is. But right. I can see those things, you know, happening, and yeah. and it's crazy, man. But but yeah. I think that's we are. Never, no, sorry. Huh? no, no. I said that's Go why ahead. it's never made sense to me that you know Fourth of July we're setting off fireworks. And I'm going. What about all these people with PTSD? That <laughs> lived through all these. Bones, you know, you know? Now that you said that, I mean, that is a fact. I mean. Fireworks becoming part of our culture now. I mean, everywhere, yeah. all holidays, not just Fourth yeah. of July. That's true. I, all holidays. I mean, New Year's Eve. You name it. I mean, uh, yeah. what do you call it? Uh, Labor Day, Memorial Day. I mean, all these holidays they come up yeah. with with stuff. And and a lot of states you can buy fireworks anytime, right? Uh, and it, it creates a little bit of a super reaction, you know. And you're right. Yeah. People may not think about that because we only think of ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's you true. may not think about your neighbor. Yeah, keep them in the loop. Yeah, but 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 it, it's great awareness. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, it's because always been in my head. <laughs> so no, no, but, but thank you. <laughs> I can tell you. I mean, definitely, it's something that that is there's a good question for psychiatry is because, you know, how do we work these people to avoid that reaction if they hear something like that they've experienced in a negative way? See, that's the thing. The fireworks has nothing. I mean, if for example, my when I was a kid, I, when I my first job was in Disney, so fireworks were like yeah. you know every, every day. day. So <laughs> so but but so to me, they bring a joyable moment, right, or, or right. a good memory. But if they bring a bad memory, you know, it's the opposite. You're like on the, the other side of the spectrum, yeah. you know. And so that's the problem. It's like what is it attaches to? You know, what is the 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 link? Uh, you know, and that's really what makes a difference. And that will have a reaction in your body, like you talked about the hives. Yeah, and, and thanks for flipping that around to the beautiful side of that, right? You're at Disney, the positive, happiest man. place on, <laughs> on earth. Here's Hurricane watching Hurricane, you know, uh, fireworks and uh, happiest place on earth. So yeah, it's a happy memory. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I've I've seen probably some of the best fireworks in in the world, and you know, there was believe it or not, there was a show in Disney called Surprise in the Skies. It was a daylight fireworks. It was daylight. so powerful that you could see them in the daylight. I mean, it was, it was, it was colors and stuff. It was during the day. It was wow. literally Never every day. Yeah, yeah. They they had them in the early nineties, and uh, that was called Surprise in the Skies. And it was like top engineering, and they were in the day, not at night. You know, fireworks at night. These were during yeah. the day, and the only time they didn't do them, if it was going to be like a thunderstorm, they wouldn't cancel them. But it was like for at least the time I was there, they had them every day. Wow. Uh, yeah, See, so so I something new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's funny these things. They had they had the characters flying over the the actual park with one of those uh, flying kites, whatever the with the motor kites, uh, you know. And so it was just an amazing show. It was like a twenty wow. minute show with, with fireworks and colors and laser. It, it was just amazing. So, but again, wow. I mean, again, we're trying to keep the positivity. But but folks, every single thing attaches to a memory, good or bad. It will come back to you, and that's all there is. So, so Joel, you are the one that can help people <laughs> heal. <laughs> I know you said something that you train. Uh-huh. Um, so, so are you training experts to do the work, or are you training people just to to do things on them themselves? 
Yeah. So, uh, my, my chiropractor, uh, that I, uh, buddy there that I was telling you about the group, uh, in front of me, <laughs> you extended uh, it. <laughs> he, he, when I, when I was very in the beginning of, of putting this together, he goes, Joel, he goes, it's awesome that if you can do this, is it duplicatable? I'm like, oh, that's a great point. So that's what I do now is I teach seminars to train people how to do what I do because I'm only one man. I can only get to so many people. And my goal is to help the world and change the world and the way they look at body work. I can't do it on my own. I finally learned, I finally learned that lesson, right? <laughs> I need some help. So I try to train. You can't be people. everywhere. Right? Can't be everywhere. <laughs> well, well so, and, and that's important for audiences. I mean, by the way, we have a worldwide audience, which means this concept can be taught anywhere. anywhere. And, you know, and anybody that's willing to learn the skills and, and I mean, I'm assuming there's a certification that comes along. So basically as, as the Voila method. Yeah. Yeah. Along, along the way after. Uh, so it's broken down into five different levels. So level one is more like the physical aspects. Level two, we start touching on the emotional aspects. Then like three and four, we're getting more into like how it's affecting us, kind of what we've been talking about just now. And then level five is working with the spiritual aspect. Just uh, one thing I want to share with your audience here is, you know, there's so many people out there now that are calling themselves shaman. You know, they take a weekend course or, you know, they go see a spiritual teacher and then now they think they're a spiritual teacher. It doesn't work that way. It's serious business. you got to know what you're doing. This is not something you just play with. Um, I've, I've had so many people come to me after a spiritual teacher has worked on them and they're glazed. And I have to like bring them back into reality again. And it's like, it's not something that you mess with. You really got to you know, we, we can have fun, we can laugh with it, but it's really serious business when it comes down to it because it really can affect people in a lot of different ways. And I'm just kind of laughing at myself right now because I'm seeing my Harry Potter scar popping up here. I know, I mean, <laughs> I did find myself. I scratched myself with my glasses the other day. <laughs> Listen, I've been there. It sucks. <laughs> you know, it's not the worst one. Like, you, you're, you're never going to allow someone to do it, but you do it to yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> but hey, listen, we're human, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, and and the other beauty thing too, though, that I I really try to get across Hurricane is, you know, I have my experiences and things that I work with. You're gonna, you know, have a greater experience in another field, me, you know, martial arts, though my ex-girlfriend was number three in the world. So I've worked I worked on her. She was she was she was funny because she's like, oh, what you do doesn't work. Can, can you help me? In my, I can't move my hand today. I'll do something to her. She's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> She's a believer. <laughs> She's a true believer. Yeah. So it's pretty funny with that. So you know, one, one thing, I know the, the spiritual part is probably going to confuse people. Yeah. We can just, yeah, because people think when you talk about spiritual, they're going to think about religious spirituality. They're going to think about, as you said, the shaman and things like that. You know, can you just clearly you know or briefly explain what that is for them i mean i know we've talked about giving them the wings back meaning they give them their soul their their true essence right uh, but again you need to understand what that is but for most people they think that's kind of like a little bit off you know from 
the right. The right it's it's on the left side. <laughs> you, you're you're good. You are good. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about the head, heart, and uh, you know the soul. Your your body, your spine is the antenna that leads you back to, you know, however you want to refer to the higher self. You know, God, universe, supreme source, whatever it is. And and that's how I talk with people is what makes you comfortable talking about God? Some people, that term is the nails on the chalkboard. Other people, you know, it's Jesus. Other people, it's Muhammad, whatever. And it doesn't matter. It's just, so what I'm doing is, is realigning the head, the heart, and the soul to reconnect to your higher self. And that's really what I'm talking about with the spiritual aspect is dealing with that and realigning someone just, you know, you know, as you said, you know, we live through life and we, we veer off our path a little bit and you just nudge them back. And but the beauty is, and the art of it is you get them to realize it, that they want to get back on the path. You don't force them back onto the path. And that's what a lot of people are doing. With the, with the spiritual aspects, and you can't, in my opinion, you can't do that because it really disrupts them. So you just give them a little nudge and, and you let them turn on the lights to the next light pole down on the path. So it's just reconnecting them to their essence, as you put it so perfectly. Well, you do not, you do not really into the religion of their beliefs are their beliefs this is more about just tapping into their belief basically whatever your system is you're just enhancing their their experience within yeah am i getting that picture right because because yeah, it doesn't sound it, like you you're aligning them to yeah it's whatever you believe is whatever you believe it doesn't matter at all really um like i will tell people because it makes me feel more comfortable that i got this information of voila from my mom after she passed away and I go, oh, my mom helped me download this information. Well, I say mom, but what's the reality? It's God. Um, and then it comes down to what is your definition of God, right? And some people will say universe, but my mind thinks in multiverse. Authority, you know, the, right. yeah, I mean, again, but the, the reason I asked that question, because we have, obviously, as a worldwide audience, we have, hundreds of, of belief systems. I mean, we have three major ones that were a few major ones, but we have a lot of fractions and different, you know, different deviations of, of, yeah. of the belief system. And everybody's got a way of, of and it's very taboo. When we talk in religion, pe people get very sensitive. So what you're doing is really just, you know, working with them to get in touch and aligned with whatever their current belief system is. You're not telling people switch your religion. You're not moving them. You're not a missionary on, a, you know, on a mission to convert yeah. people. So I just wanted to get people clear about that. So they don't no. think like, again, you are. I, I love that you did that. And, it, and it's such a great point. And again, I, uh, I'm going to give kudos to you. You're, you're so good at what you do. It's like, I come from it to the point where, I love learning about their belief, their religion, right? And, and, I, and it's excitement. I'm like, oh, you know, I really don't know too much about this. What can you share with me to help me understand? And then I go, oh, he really wants to understand what I'm doing. So they, they feel like they're being heard, and they are being heard. But then I can, uh, you know, take their words and their language and use that to bring them back onto their essence or path. 
So, yeah, it doesn't matter what anyone believes in. Like I even said earlier, I, I may not even speak your language, but we can still work. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got that straight. Because someone's like, well, are you, you know, using a, are you, because again, you might have your own beliefs. So people think that, you know, Joel is trying to push his belief into me and therefore they will put that no, nice barricade. But yeah. if it's not, if it's not that, this is, there's a physical, obviously the benefit is going to be physical primarily because you're going to feel no pain and so on and so forth. But it helps to be aligned with your higher, you know, being or your higher authority. And that's always a good thing, right? I mean, I think yeah. I, I do believe that anyone with some sort of a belief system is going to have a better personality and better being because you know, you elevate yourself. If you don't have any belief system, that's when you're a lot easier, I guess, to be deviated into the wrong stuff. Because <laughs> if you have a fear of authority of a higher, you know, an outcome that may not be good, in most of the system, there is a bad outcome if you're a bad person in this world, right? You know, yeah. so, so if you, if you think, of, believe, right? exactly, yeah. if you're going to think about, I don't want to go to that, that, that burning place, right? So, so therefore I'm going to be a nice person. Well, then therefore you be, you do better, whatever, the, the actions you're going to take are yeah. hopefully going to get you away from there. So, so again, this yeah. was just, you know, for me to try to get clarification for our audiences, but, but certainly I love it. I mean, you know, the, 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 the mental piece is big. And by the way, the mental piece that it touches on the spiritual piece, because a lot of the spiritual has to do with the mental and it, it it's both one and the same almost. Yeah. So, and, and, and uh, that, that's one thing that I want to clarify is everybody thinks, or, you know, some people might think that, physical, emotional, spiritual, and they're separate. No, they're all intertwined. It's just like our DNA. You cannot separate one from the other. You can't. So that's why the Voila method is all-encompassing in its work. And that's why I can't just talk about the physical aspect. I can't just talk about the emotional aspect. I can't just talk about the, the spiritual aspect. It's all the same. It's all one. And and again, if, you, if we look at historically and all the successes in the world, you know, they, they all people have similar traits and they do all these things. They work their physical, they work their mental, they're stronger mentally, they're strong physically, and they do have a belief system. And some people may have, for the regular religion, they might be, you know, agnostic, whatever, you know, but that's their belief system in a way. And that makes that third component for them. But either way, uh, to your point, we can call it whatever it is. There's still, you know, I mean, that's a whole debate and a whole show on its own. Because at the end of the day, you know, we, I think every human will eventually admit that there is some, you know, level of authority beyond who we are. And if we, and if they don't, then that's fine too. I mean, I always say this, I, we got to live, we're going to go. Um, it would be a pity if there is nothing there because, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would, I'd love to hope that there is more to, 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 to this life because it is a very short life. And so hopefully we have an extension. I do believe personally that is, I mean, yeah. It's not, uh, it's not a secret. I'm Muslim. I believe in, in, in uh, as a, an Islamic, you know, faith. And so I do believe there is a hereafter and there's a whole different world out there that's right. hopefully good. And that we do have a punishment mode out there too, if we don't do good. So I try, and that's what keeps me motivated about positivity and doing good. Yeah. But that's me. But, but there are people with various backgrounds and each one of them, it, we all share the same. At the end of the day, we all have the same, <laughs> you know, we, we fight. I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, that's amazing that we all arguing and having these things yet. We all are made from the same opponents. Right? Uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, but you know, uh, sometimes it's, it's amazing. Um, it really yeah. Is. Well, listen, Joel, you know, it's, it, I, you know, so, so now someone wants to join your courses. Um, uh, 
they, they can do it through your website and yeah, uh, method.com. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we have uh, different seminars throughout the country. Uh, we're trying to set up in uh, Brazil at the moment. We're trying to set one up there. We're trying to set one up in Australia. So if anybody out there is in those areas that wants to, uh, we already have a host in uh, Brazil. It's all set up. We just got to get the word out for everybody there. It'll be in Sao Paulo, I believe. Yeah. And and now, now for, for the actual work, direct work, like to get mm-hmm. fixed, <laughs> to get fixed, you know, oh, yeah. do you travel to places? I mean, I'm not sure where you're located in the States. Yeah. So I'm in Los Angeles currently, uh, but I might be moving to Tennessee shortly. Um but it doesn't matter where I am, because as we say in Walla, we can work anytime, any place, anywhere. And a lot of like my you move sessions, in or, or it's remote. Uh, so most of my sessions now are remote. So awesome. most of it's done sitting right here, like you and I talking. And what you I can, can give do me is instructions. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll talk you through how to do it. Yeah. Well, there you go. So there's no excuse. No excuse. <laughs> no, yeah. now, how, how many sessions does it take for someone to to get, you know, fixed? <laughs> it, it, for it, lack of better words. Yeah, it's um uh, like I said, the, the the guy that was you know going up and down the East Coast for years with his back pain. It took me ten minutes. But if we want to go deeper into different things, then it's going to take a little bit longer. Uh, but I had one guy came to me with chronic back pain and. At the second session, he goes, you know, I'm 98% better. I go, then we have a lot of work to do. I want to get that last 2%. And we finished up with the third session. He got off the table and he goes, I don't need to see you anymore. I go, I agree. You don't. You're done. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, but what's interesting with that hurricane is um, a lot of people don't believe, like body workers don't believe you can get, get somebody better that quickly. Well, that's a false fallacy it's like that's what you've been taught now i'm learning because i i went through all those modalities that they've done i'm learning that no you can help somebody really quickly but again if we're talking into some really horrible you know childhood emotional trauma you're not going to get rid of that in 10 minutes that's a process you know and then there's going to be different layers of it and different triggers of it and whatnot. And that, and that's a process, but you get to see the person grow. So it's so amazing. I know we're almost out of time, so I won't go into that story, but. No, no, your story is yeah. always good. If you have a minute, I mean, I, I, I can, I can hear a story. <laughs> I think our audiences <laughs> would love that. <laughs> well, it, uh, so th- this woman, she's, she had some really bad emotional trauma as a kid. I'm going to try and make this quick. And she came to my class and, um, She's sitting on a, a BOSU ball and she's bouncing up and down. And we're talking about the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. And, and uh, I think I called on her for something. She's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And then somebody threw out the R word that I'm not going to say because it's not my audience. And the woman went flying out of the room into the bathroom. So she thought she was fine. We all saw that she wasn't. And then when that woman said that word, boom, she was gone. She So she decided to work with me. And we've been going for about two years, once a month. And I give her homework to do every month. Well, this last month, 
she went through a breakup. She went through some other emotional trauma and having to move. And it was so beautiful to hear her tell that story. And I know that sounds weird, Hurricane, but she was telling me that story without the anger and as like an adult instead of the child coming from that child's perspective is where, and that's how she's always lived. And now she's talking to me and I can hear the adult in her. And I'm just sitting over here and I'm just like clapping for her. And she, the beauty is, is we've been working together for a couple of years. She understood exactly what I was doing and she understood exactly why I was doing it because she could, she was hearing herself as the adult telling me that story. And it was just, it was one of the most beautiful things. A completely changed person. She, she's, she's, she's gone. That, that old person or that old, I guess, story of memory is gone. She's, she's a new person. Yeah. She, you, you, you changed her. <laughs> she, I, I like to say she changed, changed her. herself. Yeah. Well, right? you helped her change. She'll yeah. give me some credit, but I, 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 I just pointed a few things out. You did the hard work. Well, Jill, that, that's an important piece because nothing can be done if we don't have the will to make it happen. I mean, as, as, as a person, you can go whether you want to train, you want to learn. If I'm not putting my 200% in and being completely willing, able, ready, and committed, there is nothing that's going to happen. So the work is really on us. I mean, you're going to give us the tools, but again... Like everybody else, you can give equal tools to everyone. Some will thrive more than others because yeah. these people are willing to make, you know, the investment. Not everybody does. And that's actually a point that I always make in all our shows whenever we talk about something like this. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you listen to, who you're in front. If you're not going to be part of it, you're not going to get there. And then that's the thing. Sometimes, oh, it didn't work for me. Well, did you do that? Like, I mean, we hear it in fitness all the time. You know, I'm not losing weight. Um, are you doing it correctly? Well, I, I go home, I eat at night, I do get my cookies, yeah. I do stuff. Well, that's not what you're basically taking everything we give you and you dump it into like water in the sand. I mean, it's not going to get you yeah. any results. To get results, you need to stick with the program. I mean, you know, yeah. so and the work, work has to be done. Exactly. Yeah. I, I had this woman came in, she had tennis elbow and they were, uh, she was wearing all the, you know, supports and bands and stuff for her elbow. And I, and start talking to her and I'm like, there's something going on. It's a male. It's not your husband. And she goes, Oh, she goes, you know, I have a stepson and I've been having difficulty with him. I'm like, yeah, that's what's in your elbow. So I got her full range of motion in, in her hand and her elbow. She's like, Oh my God, that was great. You know, I'm sleeping great. And then about four days later, she's like, Oh my God, my elbow started killing me again. I had to wear my braces again and all this. And she goes, you know, Joel, I'm sorry, but it didn't work. I said, so that's okay. But don't you want to address the uh, blow up that you had with your uh, stepson this morning? And she looked at me and she goes, how did you know? I go, because your elbow is hurting. The I mean, next yeah, day, she sends me a message. She goes, my elbow doesn't hurt. Because she had That's her reaction. That's yet. her reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you, have, you have the, you know exactly what the triggers are. She has an allergy. 
It's right. like allergies. It's not allergies. It is. <laughs> that is a brilliant example. It's like allergies, right? Different foods, right? You you eat it and you're like, oh, that, that, that stuffed my nose up. Like, oh, there must be something with that food or that. Well, in, in, in today's food, you never know, right? It could be some sort of chemical or pesticide or whatever it is that's on, on there. So, but yeah, you, you just figure out like what is causing these issues. And then you just make sure that you can look at them in a different perspective, right? Like you, you took my words and you put them in a beautiful bow. So it was really super easy to understand. So I definitely appreciate you doing that. You're giving, you're giving me too much credit, right? but I'll take it. <laughs> you know, again, you know, it, I, I, again, I am my first, the first client here, so I'm always trying to absorb it too, but sometimes I have to break it down in a way that I can understand it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. again, your language is, is a lot more advanced than mine. I just want to get to, to the basic elements that I can relate to. And that's the other thing. Like I, I sometimes I like that because that's how I'm able to also share that information. Yeah. If I understand it well, I can share it easier. Exactly. If I am not understanding it. I mean, I'm just basically just uh, a board. <laughs> it's going to reflect all that stuff back to you. I'm not absor absorbing it. So. Right. And, uh, right. And that's you know, really what Voila is all about is uh, we call you know active listening. It's not just being there, sitting there, being a board and, and having an ear. That That's not listening. That's just what, just what, <laughs> right? But it's that active listening. It's that interaction. It's that engagement. And you, you just, again, you just nailed it again. <laughs> I'm going to open a hardware store. <laughs> so I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. Hurricane. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Have you noticed in like in the last minute or so, I kept giving you compliments and then you laugh. Yeah. So I realized that, yeah, you, you, you're not real good at taking in compliments. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> because you laugh and you kind of brush it off. Like, Oh, you're giving me too much credit. You're giving me this. So I was kind of testing to see, how well you are receiving compliments. I, I take them for what's what they're worth. I can't I yeah, can't say I can't deny what they're worth, right? Oh, so you just told me that my compliment wasn't worth anything. Oh, oh I'm, a I'm, I'm, kidding, a I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just playing tested. with you. You now. still tested me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really what it is, right? I mean, I, I take, you know, the compliments. I mean, I listen, I you know, I can't I see that's the thing. Part of me, I don't always, you know. I'm used to one concept, you know, I don't yeah. want to take the credits. I'm not that kind of person that, that exactly. always wants like to have that, you exactly. know, I mean, uh, you know, it's really for my audiences, for the people. Yeah. Um, I like to, to be more of a giver than a taker, but you know, and that's always been my thing. Like I work yeah. in any, anything like successes for me are a reflection on everybody else around me. And, and, you know, I'd rather give than take yeah. any, it's fulfilled I, me all my life and I'm happy about it. So, so yeah. I take them when they are, you know, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> and, and so I'm going to give you this one more compliment. And that's what's beautiful about you. Really are. It's, it, it, I've, I've really enjoyed my time with you. Uh, fantastic. Um, but the other flip side of that, and it's, you know, not so much about you, but there's so many people have a hard time taking a compliment. Right. I couldn't he's, do it. It was so hard. Not, if you're not, if you're listening only, he was pointing at himself. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta We gotta give a descriptive to our audiences online. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I finally learned to say thank you. Right. Yeah. 
Listen, I actually, that's a powerful word, two words. They're very powerful. I mean, gratitude and, and just saying thank you. It's not a lot. No. I, you know, like, just say it. It doesn't hurt. I mean, thank you very much. I'll take it. You know, yeah. uh, by the way, when I say for what it's worth, to me, that's actually, you know, a higher level because because the word to me is important. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm taking knowledge. And by the way, I think the best gift that you can give anybody is knowledge because the more we learn, the more we elevate. As a matter of fact, our tagline or is really time to evolve. We need to evolve to the next level, and you can only evolve through in, enlightenment and education and learning. So, yes, yes. Every session to me, I, I I call these like my little, you know, uh, what do you call them? Like uh, professor, you know, sessions or college, you know, hey. courses. You know, these are like educational sessions for me. I learn from them. These are like my uh, nice little. I'm going to to any of those courses that you pay for so you can get some knowledge, I get them right through here. Yeah. By the way, this is not the only thing. Every podcast that's out there, or most of the podcasts out there, is from experts and 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 great talent that is actually sharing real value that they usually get paid to actually give. And you get it, you know, on a talk show, you know, in, in a very similar way and less aggravating. You don't have to pay much for it to learn from it. And even if you extract a couple of things from a show, there's always things that you can apply in life. If if you take one or two things from this particular opportunity with Joel, you're going to win something. I mean, even just thinking yeah. about it will make yeah. a difference in your mind. Yeah. And you know, and it's so funny because what we say with Voila too is you are your first and your last client, right? Because with Voila, you can actually work on yourself. But also what I say is I learn from every client I work on. That's why I can't tell you what, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do because I am learning you. Then we can figure out what's going on to help you. Well, again, that's uh, all I can do it is learn. It, it's 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 correct. And by the way, that's right. I mean, coming from the sales world, and in sales, that's exactly what we do. We assess. We ask questions. We survey. We want to make sure we process, you know, get all the, the questions that that may be later on, you know, important and pertinent. And so we get all the information so we'll be able to help and assist better. And that's really and that's really what a diagnosis is <laughs> and an assessment is. You want to know to be able to deliver. If you if I give you half of this story, you only can help me based on what I give you. So I'm giving right. you, you know, some tools, but not everything. And therefore, you might give me a, a whole different, you know, formula that is not going to work 100%. And that's exactly what happens. Someone cheats. They only cheat themselves. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I've had that happen. Um, somebody was at my door, but like, you know, a lot more would say, oh, you have to believe in what you're doing or somebody has to believe in what you're doing. But what I find with a lot, that's not the case at all because they may not believe in you, but then you make a physical correction and then they can feel and notice the change. Then they start buying in. Then they start telling you the real story of what's going on. And that's what's always fascinating. Like I had just one guy in class where I do a, a blindfold test. I'll blindfold them and have them walk. And you'll see them veer off in one direction or another. And I come back and I make a voila correction, put the blindfold back on, and they walk straight. And this one guy told me I was trying to walk crooked to prove you wrong. And I couldn't. You know, there's all skeptics out there, right? So, oh, so yeah. Yeah, listen, I, I, I'm telling you, the, for any skeptics out there, the only way to do it is try it out, test it out, and and test it out with the yeah. uh, the intention to really verify and learn. 
and you will. I, I, this happened to me. I told you in hypnosis. I, you know, I, I I first did believe in it. I thought it was you know some BS stuff, and I tested myself into it, and I actually timed it and everything, and it worked. You know, and I've done it you know about four times already so far. And every time I did the hypnosis sessions, they work. They're not just fake. They're real. They work 100%. And they, there's a result. And it, 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 it's the same thing here. Everything, if you put the right intent and the the right word, you're going to get the actual results. Yeah. Well, Joel, That's listen, I know I know. We I took you a little longer than, than expected. So we've we've run a, a little over, but it was fun. <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate it. You are amazing at what you do and the way you just wrapped everything up. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. And it's my pleasure uh, and, and, and an honor and a privilege to, to have you on. And definitely, folks, you know, I hope that you've learned a couple of things. You do have a resource. Again, if you're skeptical, well, what do you have to lose? Find out. <laughs> Reach right. out to Joel, you know, and, and, and you know, I'll have the link on the description of the show. So click, go. And, you Perfect. know, again, you want to train, that's an opportunity. You want to get fixed, that's an opportunity. Both are good for, you know, your listeners out there. And so uh, uh, any last words that you want to leave our audiences with before we close the show? No, I, I think you summed it up beautifully. I just, uh, please reach out. Um, you can reach out, uh, I think, through Pensite. It's like you can do a 15-minute uh, thing. Just we, we can talk about things, uh, answer some of your questions. That's free. It's no, no cost for that. And then you can decide if you want to do a session after that. There you go. All right. Well, so this concludes our, our, our time with, with Joel. Joel, thank you so much for being with us. It's a and pleasure. Likewise. And so that's it, folks. We'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Stay tuned. Bye for now.